Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. This is totally unreal that this happened like in 1942 on this planet. Welcome back to part two with Rebecca Rose. If you if you missed the first part, you might want to tune into it. Uh, check it out. It's some really heavy stuff, but it's an incredible testimony, and it really tells it really tells a story of what's happening on this planet and why we need to be paying attention and what we're actually up against right now during these times. So, thank you for joining us again, Rebecca. Uh, we left off the first time you had made it to the moon, and we were. We were uh, covering what occurred on the moon, what you did there. So I kind of want to go from the moon and how you ended up on Mars and what happened on Mars. Yeah, yeah, this is a little more streamlined. I feel like I know we jumped a around to a lot of different things, but um, yeah, I w Mars uh, was when I, I left for Mars when I was nine. I was taken out, you know, from my sleep. And as I said, um, I was also being taken at the same time by the Benevolent Light Alliance into their craft, um, much higher frequency uh, up there. But I remember that too going on simultaneously. So um, sort of different programs taking me in at the same time. So on Mars, uh, things got really, really different there. That was more... Um, you know, up, up till now, it's been easier work in a sense that I was being, you know, it's all, it's all psycho, uh, psychic operations uh, going on. But this was where I was trained into um, what we call a super soldier happened on Mars over, and I was there 20 years, at least. Sometimes it felt like, you know, I was never going to leave. And I wonder sometimes if it was, you know, 30 or years there but for sure 20 years unabated there like trained in various steps along the way so um the first thing i you know when i was nine you know of course i aged there and we'll get into that but the first job i remember having or the first training and they're big on training tons and tons of training to develop you into an asset and this was in um, 1981 uh 81 was when i was 
81, 82, I was nine. I was taken and this is, this is a long time ago, but um, that they were able to do this back then. I mean, yeah. What, like, I think you said, Tyler, in the last show, you know, that this is the tech then, what are they doing now? Mm -hmm. um, but the first job I had was again, kind of starting me off easier with the mind to mind um, sort of telepathic communication. So I was working in a, with a, a craft of, of sorts, a land craft that was also a killing machine. And, you know, learning to, I was trained to um, interface with it using my mind. So basically controlling it with <clears throat> just the psychic energy. And um, it had, it seemed... I mean, it was made of some kind of metal and it had, a, I don't know if that was, you know, all off world material or what, but it had these claws. Um, and it was definitely, I mean, we were trained to be killing machines. This is all about being uh, war weaponized, the weaponization really of children. And that that's one of the things, you know, I've spoken of that in other places uh, in interviews and stuff about one of the things that, that really um, prompted me to come out with my story. Cause it was like when everything I spoke about in the last bit is, is plenty of reason to come out and start talking your story. But before we're talking about the weaponization of children and the weaponization of humanity, then that's, that's a whole other level there, which I really object to. So um, I, I was very, remember that I was very heavily altered even before I was fractured in my mind before I even got there. So this was to take me out of my usual nine-year-old self and to um, have a, a, I want to call it an altar that was like an empty vessel waiting for a command. Um, I, it's almost like, I mean, I've had flashbacks where I could hear, you know, the, the commands coming into my skull from our basically a commander, you know, the captain, um, <clears throat> pilot, pilot ready, captain, you know, kill command on, you I forget all the language, but it was all, it was like I was just empty and it felt so eerie to um, be turned into this kind of nothing, like a, a, a machine, so let, completely let, machinated. Let's, yeah. pa let's pause for a second and uh help us understand so you were talking about you think this you might have been cloned like this at this point you think yeah we'll get there we'll get there okay. i'm not cloned yet we'll get there okay so okay <laughs> then you were talking about this this machine this craft on mars that were you yeah. piloting that yeah it's this is i was trained as a pilot first they trained me uh with the machine and some of our training is, is in our battle training is simulated. And then um, uh, there was trained in the, as a pilot in the, you know, a sky pilot. So operating a, just a solo craft. And then I was trained as a ground command. <clears throat> I was just going to kind of go through each, you know, give you a little more about each of those. So, and then, yes, we'll talk about at this point, I was not created into a clone, but yes, there were many clones. So <clears throat> this was, that came as, as the years went on, you know, they, they what they do is perfect. They've got so much time and money invested in each kid. They are going to use you to the hilt. They are going to develop you from multiple projects, multiple missions. They're going to make you into something that is really worthwhile. 
and they're not messing around. They're very precise in their training. They're very precise in their technology and they know what they're doing. And they're working with um, <clears throat> what I remember most are mantids that are doing a lot of the augmentation because as we were developed into super soldiers, um, there's, there's chemo chemical, biological and mechanical means of altering, altering us. Um, they're exploring, you know, part of what they're doing or we're And how far can they take it? Well, hang on one sec. You froze up for a, you froze up for just a second. So part of what they're doing is what? Oh, they're they're developing. I mean, they're developing the technology to see what they can do to create a super soldier, and an augmented. How much can they augment a, a human and still retain? They want you to have the psychic capacity and the capacity to <clears throat> to use the consciousness, high level consciousness. They want that, but at the same time, they want to implant you and they want to make you into more of a machine. And eventually I was created into, I was fairly early on created into, augmented into what I would call, I call a cyborg, um, <clears throat> a cybernetic organism that is part, <laughs> part uh, off world <clears throat> metal, part AI. Um, and part human biological organism. So this is all part of your Torium back, or what yeah, you, definitely. Which you might mm -hmm. think, which you think possibly was longer or more than one. It felt longer. I know. Is that I? I know. And I was. I remember being on ground control, uh, ground command. You know, as a troop, when I was um, about twenty nine, which makes a lot of sense. You know, <clears throat> but I was sent out further after that as a cloned cyborg. Uh, on planet X, for example, we'll get into that. But so for sure, um, you know, 20 years out there and it, it's, in, it's in a very logical progression how they take you from one step to the other. They're not gonna start you off probably driving a craft, <clears throat> flying a craft right away. So, and remember you're working with a kid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the most advanced uh, part of my training or the most advanced uh, uh, capacity I had was a fully weaponized um, super soldier. And that happens over time, <clears throat> did happen over time for me. So they don't start, did not start me right at that level. It was more, okay, we're going to do some sort of, you know, like easier, quote unquote, easier stuff with the, with, you know, when you, when you first come in and then things happen over time there. Um <clears throat> The, the cyborging or the, for want of a better word, did, did happen pretty quickly. They want augmented and kind of, you know, put you into battle situations. And like I said, there's time, Mars was a lot of training. They're like, they put you in simulations at times, uh, simulated battles with other, you know, other um, kids, <laughs> other soldiers, mm -hmm. other cyborgs. And um, you don't always know what's real and what isn't. And the point is, it doesn't matter. You're trained to kill, which seems unfathomable to me. Like I'm like the last person you'd think of as a super soldier, like <laughs> me. Um, yeah. Interestingly though, in, I, I look at my life back when I was in my twenties into my thirties and I was in physical real life training as an Uber athlete. Like I was like the bionic multi-athlete mountain bike racer doing all-night adventure uh, racing. I think that's really curious that my whole life was training 
<clears throat> and in some capacity, this thing was going on in another realm on Mars. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so what do you have any concept of the levels of super soldiers? I know, I know Johann Fritz talks about this, but do you, do you have any concept on how that whole program works? Uh, the levels of you mean like, like there's I, like a gen zero super soldier then no they're, i don't know about all the different okay. you know not coming in with that level of knowledge i just can talk about my own experience but like i said nobody took me aside and said this is what you're called this is where you're going please sign on the dotted line it's very i mean i <laughs> no just one, remember being thrown into this stuff no without much no one yeah, nobody you know, asks no questions. You know, you're you're not a human. You're mm. not a human. You're a slave. Yeah, you are a slave being from start to end. And I think you know the the super soldier program and some of these things with the SSP might get a little bit glamorized, but never forget where it starts. It's yeah. it's not just about like driving sleek high tech craft around. You are fucked with from the time you start to the time you end. I and I want, I want people to understand, and I truly believe this, that there, the programs that you're talking about and these other whistleblowers, it's not the only programs. I really do believe there's benevolent space programs occurring as well, where children are, are taken, but uh, they're protected along the way, and they're serving the light. And there's, there's a counter to what you're talking about. Yeah. Happening at the same time, mm-hmm. it's just interesting that no one's talking about that so much. It's all, it's. Well, I did in the last episode. I mean, that was, I would say a benevolent program that was taking me and um, a dual sort of, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, thing going on. No, I was really serving as a double agent in, in the fact that um, while, while I was on, you know, the light Alliance ship, I was gathering Intel, particularly about the slave trade from all my doings in space. But I was also, I was also chipped with a CIA, uh, there was an implant. So I was gathering intel for the the dark controllers <clears throat> while I was on the light ship. They were mostly curious about, you know, our, what we were doing, what, what our intentions were, what we had planned and also the technology. And um, Tiran, you know, my mate on that ship said that, you know, their their deepest secrets were never in danger from that. But that at first made me sad to remember that, you know, that I was <clears throat> against my knowing I was gathering intel for, uh, you know, the deep state. Yeah. Um, anyway, I appreciate that, that, that um, mention of the benevolent programs because there is that. There absolutely is that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that there has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were making you sign things at you weren't even nine years old. How does I mean? That's no, no. Your- I'm saying that I said that nobody ever came in and gave me papers and said, you know, here's your here's your order, here's what we're calling oh, okay. you, here's the level. <laughs> nobody gives you any any at least for me. I mean, it's very. I mean, you're just abducted and they start. Okay. <laughs> Sure. You're just throwing in because so, you'd ask me if I knew about the different levels, then I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I don't, I don't I'm know all saying, the names for well, all those things. Yeah. So your experience is like that because, the, but then you have like Corey Good who had like the smart glass pad and he's always reading all this information and they're, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They seem to have a more like 
informed um, role. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't, I don't recall that, you know, um, and I'm still getting memory back. So, you know, um, I also think that they sometimes, and there are different programs, but sometimes they want it to be so. Nobody has the same story, so we all look like we're crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah. Well, well, kind of. Yeah, you don't have the same story, but it all corroborates. Yeah, it does. It, it all does. it all lines it up. It all yeah. it all it lines up. It all it corroborates. All and going back to Mars, like yeah, was this was this a breathable atmosphere? What what was going on there? Yeah, I remember having no trouble with that, but I also feel like we may have had either augmentation within our our ground crew kind of suit or. I didn't ever, I was never wearing any apparatus to augment anything like on my face for breathing um, at all. <clears throat> so either they may have been augmenting us in, they were in perhaps in some way to uh, have, you know, be, be manageable to our human, human lungs. Um, yeah. So yeah, after I was trained in sort of the basics, getting me familiarized with all the basic, you know, the mind fracturing stuff was done on earth and then they take you, um, <clears throat> take you into this. So you're already, like I said, like uh, controllable and alterable. But then I was sent into um, training for like piloting, um, just a kind of a basic um, one, one woman, one man craft. And it was a lot of what we were doing was patrolling. Um, we had a lot of skirmishes with um, <laughs> mantids, mantid beings. It's interesting because I remember mantids working on me, like doing things to augment me. They were kind of a lab team because the mantids are um, just remarkable uh, surgeons. And they've got a lot of finesse with um, just almost artful in the way they can put things together and they're very good with, you know, mastering frequency, but there's a certain craft that they bring. And I know, you know, they were, they were big on the, uh, the augmentation team, let's say. Um, but we were also fighting mantids. So I remember skirmishes with the local mantids. We were not exactly wanted there. And we were in many ways, I would say sitting ducks at the base. Um, we were, even though we were a lot, large part underground, you know, they, they, they didn't want us there. So it was interesting to recall, um, I've had a lot more battle flashbacks from Mars opening up and some of them were pretty gory, but we would be ambushed in the middle of the night. And I remember, you know, being down and, and somebody saying, run, we're going to die, you know, like this really intense explosions. And th there was a lot of carnage at times, um, and so mantis were at times involved with that. So it was interesting that we had mantis that were, let's say, fighting on our team and that we were fighting mantis. So the mantis had some kind of um, split allegiance. I'm not sure exactly how that worked, um, but that's what I do recall. And the battle, like I said, a lot of times they were training us in the simulation. In fact, when I had been augmented to the point where I was very digitalized, for lack of a better word, they could put me parts of me in a program, tweak me out and spit me out into 3D from that, you know, very um, strange sort of to wrap your mind around that. But it's because part of you is <clears throat> a computer. 
I mean, a very high level, high tech kind of augmented. Um, so, yeah. So at what point from after these battles, which by the way, you said the mantids versus the mantids. I mean, just think of humans. Were you the same I Totally. Thing? I know. Yeah. I know. It's like my dualized mind. Thanks. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. It's like, well, why are they fighting each other? Yeah. Because yeah. Different factions. Thank you. Exactly. So at what point did the cloning aspect come in? How did that occur? Yeah. Well, they, I think it was more, I mean, it was more toward the, the end of my, you know, in the la the latter half, let's say, because once a lot of times if I would be, let's say I was killed in a battle or hurt, you know, they could use the regen technology to help me. But I think the clones were being used more as trade, more as currency, you know, um, as Aaron had said earlier, like, what do, what's the currency out here? If you have a fully developed and weaponized uh, asset, like I became, although mind you, you know, still a slave and an owned being, um, you can then sell that being, you know, at a at a trade that being for quite a bit. So mm. it's valuable to them to be able to make unlimited amounts of clones. And what I remember about how, you know, remember back when I was talking about Montauk in the last show about how they were splitting the etheric body from the physical body. One of the ways you can make a clone is by if you preserve the template of the, the etheric body and then grow multiple, you can grow a variety, you can keep growing biology on top of that. Preserve that, the blueprint, the etheric blueprint, <clears throat> and yeah, create a clone using that. Um, that's one way. I mean, there are more than, there's more than one way to make a clone, but uh, it's, it's far out. I mean, when the cloning, I mean, the, this, these stories that what I'm sharing here is, is, is a lot just as a singular self me, but if you talk about being traded to other races and also into other timelines, things go sideways pretty quickly as far as my own experiences, because I have flashbacks of, <clears throat> I mean, they're cloned experience, experiences of my clone, um, absolutely that are uh, you know we had um i remember at the base at one point we had we were infiltrated by super soldiers from the future which gets real weird um and it was a bit of a timeline war like they were even more um more ai than we were um wanting to uh wanting to take us in, you know, take us mm -hmm. back into that timeline where, where, where the future was very much aligned with the AI agenda. So um, anyway, the time stuff gets really, really funky, at least as far as me following the story, not just of a singular self, but multiple ones to a clone when it disappears or is traded into another timeline or off the solar system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, wow. <laughs> well, just even thinking about like here, like how many timelines that we're all existing in right now, yeah. just here, not even in the programs. And when you start doing these Akashic record readings and these QHHT sessions and you start uh, getting channeled messages and you start seeking out this information, you realize you're living multiple lives at the same time. 
And there's so many different things going on all at once. And what it taught me is that we here on earth are clueless and we are here to learn. And that's, that's it. <laughs> we are here to learn and heal. So we're yeah. Right. Yeah. And remember, we're here to remember, you know, what we actually already are and already know, you know, yeah. it's all, it's all, it's so quantum. It's like, it's showing us that what we, you know, time and space are conceptual and they're relative to the earth plane. The farther you go off of earth's orbit, the less time is even a thing. There yeah. is no time. So it's all existing. You know, it takes a while for, for a person to really I mean, your head's going to spin around for a while when you try and understand this stuff. Um, it's it's a lot to take in because we've all been bred on, you know, you go to point A to point B, it's linear, that's all. Linear. We're just meat sacks living here and then we die and that's that. But when we dispense with time and space, possibilities become infinite. And if you're an experiencer trying to gather the remnants of your mind, your memory, you know, back together, it's like, oh my God. I'm supposed to make it like a tidy linear package of this. And I'm never going to be able to do it because there's clones. I think there's clones of me that were still out and they're still out there now. So um, what happens if something happens to a clone? How does, does that conscious, does their memory, does that consciousness like slingshot back to the host? Yeah, this is a really, I have so many, I have actually quite a bit of questions that I am slowly answering along the way of my own journey that I remember being in such a such situation where I, there's uh, spiders, giant spiders on Mars that, that I was with uh, my crew and we were patrolling and I was, uh, I was taking a lot, you know, I was doing a lot of psychic work um, where I was not, you know, as much of a you know, fighter, like a big dude, but um, I mean, still capable of, of killing. Um, we, there was a big, uh, there's a, one of those spiders big as a house coming down a hill and we had nowhere to go. And those guys had some, it's, I call it vaporization technology and it may have been some kind of cloaking. They disappeared and I was hit. And I remember, and it was like uh, longitudinal waves, I think is the weaponry, like we would call it scalar energy. Um, I was on the ground face down and my, I was dead, but my, I didn't know where to go. <laughs> and it was painful, like being there alone, dead, but not, not, not dead and dead at the same time. Like I had expired, <clears throat> I was melting, something inside of me had like circuited out and my body was, was for all purposes dead, but my consciousness, I don't remember what happened. How does it migrate back? And I'm still, you know, that's one theory, you know, it just gets sucked back in. But what if it's lost in another timeline? <laughs> you know, um, I was traded off to other groups, you know, the the Planet X and the Draco being the freshest in my memory right now. But it's pretty, I mean, it's very fascinating to me, the whole question of cloning and and even cyborgs you know in general if if i divorce myself from everything this is wrapped around which is a very nefarious agenda and just be curious like the cloning thing is far out like a lot of times people talk about clones like a clone on earth or a human clone that's nothing if we talk about cloning something that is um really part human and part machine or part technology wow yeah. I mean, I can see why they would be interested in, 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 in trading that or why, you know, 
um, at some point, a lesser group got its hands on me. And I don't know how this was done exactly, but they were reverse engineering, trying to figure out a lesser group that didn't have the capacity to create a super soldier as we were, then reverse engineering it into, you know, trying to understand the tech. So, you know, you could be stolen by, you know, a rogue group. So it gets, I mean, it's pretty wild. Like all this stuff is like hard to follow. It's, it's um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to follow. One of the things that in, what, that's interesting to me too, about this clone program and stuff, like I've, I've heard other people talk about this, but they say like so, when something happens to the clone or to even to you, they can like throw you in a regen tank, a med bed or the clone, the clones killed, but the consciousness comes back. And, you know, what's interesting to me is they have the ability to heal and, and regenerate anything and, and clone people. But uh, but when it comes to the mind, right. there seems to be nothing that can heal that. And that's like the whole purpose of existence is to, to figure that out on your own. Mm, yeah, it's really helpful to me to be able to share some of the deeper queries I have, like these sort of open questions that are slowly getting answered for me. Um, Cause I've been on a really steep curve with all of this. Like, it, like I said, in the last show, it really accelerated last year after my dad died. So I haven't had an, enough time really to, to digest and find the answers that I need. I mean, it's kind of a lifelong thing. Um, what, you don't know what happened to your clone consciousnesses when they were taken back from 50 different places? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't remember every time you were killed as a clone. Um, it just, you know, part of it is so, uh, so much to hold in a way that there's a, there's a part, I mean, I want to know everything that happened to me. We, all of us experiencers want to know, but there's also parts of us that are like enough, like enough, yeah. like my head is like doing this. Nice. <laughs> so fair I, enough, fair enough. Yeah, I can, I can relate. Um, so let's, you, you refer to Planet X. Is it called Planet X or is that just what you call it? And where is this at? Is this Nibiru? Yeah, those are great questions. <laughs> yeah, Planet X is uh, awesome questions, Tyler. Yes, of course. It's uh, the hypo what our science called calls our uh, Planet Nine, the hypothetical Planet Nine, which is just beyond the Kuiper Belt. So it's in some ways almost beyond the solar system. I mean, it's not as far as the Oort cloud, um, but it's beyond Pluto, way beyond, you know, so it's way, way, way out there. And it is the most beautiful environment I've ever visited in my life. Oh. Dunning. Really? Like if I have one good memory from all this, it's being a patrol out in that atmosphere, way out there in space is like, okay, okay, I can, I can remember this. And sometimes when I go to bed at night, I can kind of you know, I can bring my mind back out into my heart, back out into that place. And it's so magnificent, you know, it's like, it makes me emotional. Like it's so, you know, beyond what we can reference in terms of, it's also, I mean, it's spiritual, like what you would see out there, what I did see out there, that it's not just empty space. It's alive. You know, it's alive. Wow. So I'm glad I get to bring in just a, a moment there of, of beauty. Um, yeah. When I was, I was, when we talk about trade, <laughs> I was uh, I traded to the Draco and was owned 
owned literally by the Draco. Um, and I was a patrol. Um, it was basically their assets. Patrol uh, on Planet X. Yeah, in yeah. the atmosphere. So the we would okay. go, there was a bunch of us driving singular craft. So one man craft as, you know, um, similar to myself, a kind of cyborg being. Um, and we'd go back at the end of our shift to a big black Draco mothership. So flying in, you know, the, the, the sort of jaw opens up and we'd all, there'd be a number of us going back at, in about, you know, the same time. Um, but we were always, I mean, what my memories are, are just piloting, you know, and it's actually um, in, in moments of solitude, very beautiful. Cause at that point, everything is over as far as manipulation, mind control. I mean, we're still, it's not like I'm going to zip off in a Draco patrol craft and take off and like be free. <laughs> I'm still very much monitored and tethered to that mothership and they know what I'm doing. And I know they know where I am, but um, really some peace came at that point, uh, despite being owned by very powerful yeah. kind of nasty group there, there at that time, this would have been in the late 1990s and I think the situation there has changed quite a lot um, on Planet X, but they were controlling a portal within the planet, a very you know important portal in a sense because it's the edge of our our solar system. I mean, also all portals are 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 powerful, but this seemed to be because of the planet being so big, um, <clears throat> quite a energy vortex there, and they also had. Um, another uh, big hub for the slave trade, the galactic slave trade. And when I say galactic slave tra trade, I don't mean them just trading in, in human uh, humans, but in, in hybridized beings and in clones and other um, sort of cargo. So it, there's a lot to that. And a lot of it is, it's very rogue. It goes against a lot of galactic agreements. It's not supposed to be being done. And that's one of the reasons the Light Alliance crew that I was also gathering intel from about the slave trade is was very much at that time interested in in shutting all of that down learning what they could about it and, and trying to get a a lockdown well, on that it's very it's very dark you know so many questions so i know i know why that we're only have we, we are only seeing whistleblower whistleblowers coming forward from this from these negative slave type programs because yes that is all part of that needs to be exposed that the reason that the, the this is all set up from a divine creator you know so yeah. the reason we're seeing all these dark programs being spoken about and these whistleblowers coming forward is because this is part of the awakening at the same time we you know the we never hear about the good stuff because yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying but yeah. that's for a reason it's there. We know it. Well, we yeah, hear about the bad stuff to turn it over. Yeah. Well, and they're not, you know, they don't want, they're not, we hear about the negative. If you watch the news, you're going to hear everything negative that happened. That's what you're saying. You know, like that's kind of quietly going on in the background. They want to stay quiet. They're not, they're not um, tampering with our timeline in the ways that these other beings are. I mean, sure. We could say, um, they want to bring light to to this earth timeline and and see us into light and help us kind of walk in that direction yeah. 
which is an agenda be, to be sure. Like the Light Alliance ship that I was on had an agenda, you know, but it's, we could say it's a, it's aligned with unity consciousness yeah. and, you know, oneness. So. Well, it's just unfortunate to hear you talk about such a beautiful planet and then the control that's going on there. That's why, that's why I was like, well, why, why is there just seem to be this, you know, negativity every time you turn the corner? Well, it's because we need to learn about this. We need that. The only way to stop it is to know about it. So that's why this is so crucial. Yeah. And, but yeah. part of my question is, is this the planet X? Is this Nibiru? Is this the stuff we hear about no. in the ancient times? No, I know okay. there's, I, there is, I feel like there's a bit of confusion around this and I don't equate this at all with Nibiru. No. And I know sometimes people have talked about Nibiru as a planet X, um, but this is, this is not synonymous with that. Um, okay. That's important yeah. because that's, that's immediately yeah. what I thought of. And I'm sure other people too. Yeah, thank you. I know I should have probably clarified yeah. that. Um, yeah, very much a, a different different thing. And it's, I just, I remember a lot of, I don't remember being right on the planet itself because we were assets doing, you know, offense and defense. I mean, we were, you know, there were, I have some memory block about who we ended up fighting. And for fight, I'm sure we did. And I'm afraid it was light teams, you know, oh. um, that's and that's those are the things that are tough for me to it's like I don't want to remember because you know it's like my fighting my own people mm. fighting light killing light beings yeah that's all part of it and I need to like be clear and clean about that um as an asset you don't have you're trained to kill and you're not going to ask questions you don't have you're an empty vessel really um under the control of other beings and you're not going to have any, any, uh, they train you back on Mars, you know, to everything is about you kill or be killed. And that's that, you know, that's very much the, the start to finish of it in my experience, just for me, that's what I recall. So you're not having a lot of choice about your actions out there. So do you have any memory of, exactly how you ended up back in your body how you were age regressed do you remember like at, at what point did you get to a stopping point and they told you like okay it's time to go back like how, what happened no and that bothers me tyler greatly both of you guys like i because i'm like i have i have open questions a lot of the other guys have like lots of linear answers to things and i have lots of open questions because i'm like okay so what's their incentive to bring you back we have contracts i know we have you know they there's only so long they can use you but for me because of i remember you know like i was brought back basically that same night you know after that long away you're brought back into into your body again. I mean, your, your, you know, physical vessel there in my house in Southern New Hampshire. Um, but the open question for me is more around the cloning issue because, oh man, it, you know, the, especially when it's going into another timeline with this clone, how, because I, I have memory and blips that come in that indicate to me that they're still out there. They're not all home. And uh, that's that's a little edgy for me to talk about, I think, because I'm like, oh, God, you know, it sounds pretty crazy. But but the, where is the definitive end if we're talking about clones? And then, you know, 
if a, if another group gets its hands on my yeah. uh, one of my clones, it could perhaps clone that, but it can't do it indefinitely. You would need the original blueprint, and because you can't you can't just keep cloning this. It degrades, you know, like the regen tanks. If you use them enough, the regen tanks <clears throat> degrade the atomic and uh, molecular structure. Yeah. Um, you can't just keep doing it because you'll run in with a degraded pr product. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, it's a sort of long way of saying with the cloning part of my equation, it's hard to know exactly when it ends because I could have come back but still had clones out there in other parts well, of the solar system and beyond. I don't know why I feel like that at the end of your time, those programs stop, the clones stop, everything. I, I have a very strong, I have no way of knowing that. It just feels like to me, that's the case. Um, like Tony Rodriguez said, he said, there's a reason it's no more than 20 years. Like it's actually dangerous. Yeah. It's actually dangerous. Yeah. There's like karmic ties to it. You can't, they can't go past that for a lot of reasons. Yeah. There, there, there's, <laughs> they, there, he said, there's laws that they have to abide by also. Yeah. So yeah. To, me, to me, I would think that they, that the clone, everything that happened all everywhere your consciousness was sent, I think gets, it's just like a slingshot. It just gets all brought back to the host. You, you're sent back. And then now here you are left to deal with this trauma and heal from it. But we know we've, we've already discussed this, why it's necessary. That's, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to be on board with you, Tyler, there. So I, li I like your hypothesis about, about the clones coming back. I believe, you know, all the ones that were in within that timeline, you know, were probably pretty done. Yeah, coming back at the same time. But from what I've seen, there's some loophole and anomalies there when we get into the weird question around time and right. also um, things that might have trouble migrating back from beyond, you know, the solar system or really far out in the galaxy. I don't know. But it is, you know, it's an interesting question, open question with consciousness, you know, because it's all based on the blueprint of my consciousness and my sovereign, let's say there's a self, <laughs> my yeah. unique soul imprint. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a very good conversation about it all. Um, and it's one I'm not able to have with too many other experiencers because it seems a bit, uh, I mean, I know there's others that have been heavily cloned uh, as assets. I just... You know, it's nice to be able to chat about it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's important. It's important for you. It's important for the collective. It's important for all of us. And, mm -hmm. you know, myself as an experiencer, I'm having memories come back. I'm going through a lot of my own. And I understand. I can relate mm -hmm. to. I haven't really, uh, Aaron knows some of it, but I haven't really opened up about it yet. And I don't even know if I'm ready to, or if I want to, because it is like almost like I was telling a friend of mine, it's like, I almost feel like I have PTSD somehow. Like I feel like I was going crazy. So yeah, you do. Hey, join our club. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You, you totally do. You totally do. And you don't know, I mean, for every person that's up here going like me or whoever talking about their experience or experiencers up out there, there's many more who first don't know that they were taken, you know, really we're not supposed to know at all that we were mm -hmm. taken if they've done their job we have no fucking clue but yeah. then there's people who are just you know have little pieces and parts and don't really know how to there's not maybe a frame of reference in place if somebody isn't like 
open to this stuff and are not, maybe they're not aware of it, but they're starting to have some memory from going off world. It's going to be very confusing. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that about, you know, just your own kind of personal, wherever you are with your journey with it. It's a, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Like when my guides told me I was going to be coming out and talking about this, I went, no, there's no way there's, there's no, no, I'm never, ever, ever going to talk about that. There was a, one of your guides, something that just flew by the screen. Okay. That was the little, I I saw it. There's, um, there's some fruit flies oh, in the kitchen. Okay, maybe. Oh, <laughs> a, okay, it probably so, looks really big. I can see yeah, one flying. Okay. It does look really big. Dang, does we it thought look huge? It was, yeah. it was right at the time you were talking about your guides. And I was like, that was one of them there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a little fly. Yeah. That he's He is one of your guides. He's just a little fruity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I never, ever thought, you know, I'm not somebody to come out and be like, I've had to really grow on this journey believe me. And, you know, sometimes I hate sitting up here and going, Oh, you asked me a question. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying. I don't know all that stuff. (laughs) So I do have a question about how do you know any of it? Where, when did you start getting your memory back? How did that process? Yeah. You know what? My life started super duper unraveling around, you know, 2013 20, 2012, I was hit by a car. I had a really bad head injury. I was on my bike and got had a massive concussion, right? So I think it rearranged things in my mind. So at that moment of impact with the car, I knew everything like that, like a data download. And I had, my life started really getting messed up after that. I had terrible PTSD and it wasn't, I knew it wasn't all from the car accident, that went on and on and on for a number of years. I could not get through it. And but by memory, I had no frame of reference for any of this. In fact, um, even when I my psychic gifts started coming in again, uh, I know I stumbled upon, it might've been like, I don't know what super soldier it was. I was like, that guy, it could have been Randy Kramer, maybe, I don't know. That guy's crazy. I was like, these people are nuts. And I'm like, that's biting me in the butt really bad. You know, like, I have no idea. Um, So around that time, things, you know, I knew things, things were not right in my world for, you know, my whole life. You know, I, I did go through that. The suicide programming is real. I went through time uh, that I really wanted to die and I was suicidal. I was hospitalized. Nobody knew, you know, I didn't really know exactly what was wrong with me. I mean, I could point to things in my natal family, but it was very bad and very dark. Um, but to to get to your point about memory retrieval, um, when I started, my life was unraveling and falling apart rapidly. And I got into spiritual development via meditation. I knew I had to just sit down and listen to what was happening. And I was... I mean, it was all I was doing anyway. It was like lying on the floor wondering what happened to my life. I uh, started meditating every day with a very devoted kind of practice with in which I was learning to sit in this space of my own natural state and my own my own consciousness. And that's when I started getting a lot of memory back. At the end of, because you're doing a dance with the subconscious, all the chatter is stopping and what really needs to reach you can, can emerge. And in part, it scared me, but it, it was also 
really what brought in brought my intuition and clear cognizance back to me but it was not without the price of getting a lot of flashbacks tons of flashbacks you know a lot of times you know not knowing where to put them and put, putting things away you know for a long time through you know 2012 2013 2014 2015 i didn't really start welcoming this stuff until probably like late 2018 Oh, wow. I, I was even having trouble looking at the stuff in my mom's family, stuff, horrific stuff, ritual abuse with her brother in which I was, you know, it, it's dark, you know, go back to the first <clears throat> verse video, you know, the, that memory, those memories, some of those from my very early childhood of being used in certain ways, I'd always had, always had that. But then mm -hmm. the off world stuff, a lot of it continues to come up in deep, meditation and also flashbacks sometimes it's at night sometimes it's it's kind of out of nowhere mm -hmm. in many ways so and it's it's in pieces and parts it's not a nice linear story and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of guts to not shut it down because like you said so much of it is not very it's it's dark it's not very nice well <clears throat> it appears to me that some type of physical event has to occur for the memories to come back at the magnitude that you remember them. Okay. So Corey Good had eye surgery. Something happened oh. during, that, during that surgery, unlock something. Mm -hmm. Johann Fritz had an NDE near death experience. That's when he uh -huh. got all his memories. You had a concussion. Uh, so it seems like even that probably is divinely orchestrated or set up by your, by you to have that injury to unlock that. And Tony, totally. Tony yeah. Rodriguez, when he saw Psychic, he was told that like he was just going to remember. That was like part of his, uh, they, she said, you're the one that remembers. And it, every it's all set up. It's all set up to remember. And it makes me wonder about a concussion I had when I was younger. <laughs> that was horrible. But uh, I didn't even think about it until you said that. Oh, yeah, maybe something here is 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 uh, amplifying things that you recall or might yeah. recall. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like I said previous, you know, this is a portal in which we're really being accelerated in our development. And there's a real window of opportunity we can seize as the planet's moving into different frequencies for our own growth. So it's faster. And I think that's why the curve I've been on has been like, holy, I'm like... We're just, it's, it's steep, man. It's really steep. I'm trying to hang on. Like the car's going a hundred miles an hour and I'm trying to run, run alongside and keep up with it. Um, yeah. The memory retrieval thing is, is, it's tricky. It, it's, it's, you know, I know um, people do regression that can help uh, a lot, maybe mm -hmm. um, depending, <clears throat> you know, if you're, I have trouble trusting uh, I, I might view that as being, you know, for me, um, I, I've been handled so much and they use hypnosis in the programs to train you in really? certain ways that I don't, I don't give over my consciousness very easily. I can in my own meditation, but as soon as I'm working with somebody else, I'm like, Nope, I'm hanging on for dear life. You were not, you're not, even though I know their intention might be good. Anyway, um, but I think it works for a lot of people, you know, the hypnotic regression. Um, yeah. 
and when it's like like you said when the time is when the time is right things you know things might open for you i i really recommend getting i recommend meditation as a way in but mm-hmm. you 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 know it wasn't until i really started developing my mind that i could hear what was what was really emerging from the depths of my psyche and have the groundedness and stability to stay with it without yeah. freaking out yeah that's it that's interesting I think that the memories come back if they're supposed to also. I think sometimes it's not set up for us to remember. Yeah. 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 So I think yeah. it all depends on the individual. It's all circumstantial. Uh, like I was, I went through a moment after my mom died where it was just crazy. I was going through so much, having memories, having experiences. I didn't know what was going on. I was missing work. And I was eventually made aware through you know, we see, we, you see channelers and psychics and QHHT sessions. I was made aware that they actually had to, I was remembering too much and somehow or another, they kind of had to dial it down. Otherwise I would have lost my mind. And that's exactly how they were today. Like you were remembering too much. And I think that um, some of it we're just not supposed to remember or we're not ready for yet. And that's why yeah. it kind of just comes yeah. Well, like back to what we were saying about, you know, either your your perpetrator, or your handler, programmer dies, that opens up things because it suddenly becomes safer for the small self to know. Like they can't, like for me with my father, um, what I said about my godfather, um, the colonel, you know, they can't come after me now. It's okay for me to remember. And I'm going to get more when my mom and my uncle die too. So I know that's uh, somewhat predicated on that just in my own personal journey, because so much of it was related to my natal family in that constellation. Um, it's all directly linked to my family. They can't come after you because they are scared for their asses right now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the ones who are, they're the ones who are trying to run. Now. You know, they're, well, I wonder if my, I think my brother was probably taken too, because he said he, he's, I remember him saying, do you, do you remember how they, you know, we were in the gifted program and he said, do you remember when they were, they were training us in ESP and testing us in school? And I'm like, no, I have a lot of blanks in my, you know, my story. I'm like, oh no, but thanks for reminding me about that. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) No remembrance of that. And, you know, he would say, he has said to me, like my godfather, who I spoke of in our last um, session, had a, you know, he had a top secret clearance with the uh, Air Force before he was vetted by Lockheed with also a top secret clearance. So he had a private plane, uh, private pilot's license. And my brother said, do you remember going with him? And I'm like, no, I don't remember that. I don't want, you know, I don't really want to remember what he was doing with me, but my brother remembers. So sometimes I can corroborate things with him, but my my brother doesn't, unless he's found my my videos online. Interesting. No idea. Yeah, I'm sure. I think it all runs in the family too. I, I really do. Totally, totally. Yeah. And at first, when I started coming out with my story on my little my own YouTube channel, I thought, what if my brother sees? I'm I'm like, oh God, he can't see this. I mean, he'll think I'm insane. But at the same time, now I'm like, you know, the, the a year later, I'm like, I hope he sees because then he can maybe start piecing together. Yeah, but maybe he may not be meant to, like you said. Some people need to know, and some people it depends on their, you know, what what did you write into your script? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, exactly. 
Well, um, we've gotten off. Uh, we've we've been philosophizing it, here. So where were yeah. we? <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, sometimes uh, it's I my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, yeah, exactly. See it in the deeper aspects of things. Well, sometimes it's good to just let the conversation take itself. Totally. Where it's supposed yeah, to go. Exactly. And instead of forcing yeah. things, and and maybe there was something we just discussed that was relevant and crucial for somebody listening. You know, for somebody watching, it's going to be helpful, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's. Um, I know a lot of people listening to this, even from the comments in the last couple of videos, they're like, oh my God, I remember this when I was a kid. Or it's like, I think this is unlocking. This is happening on a massive scale. I'm, I'm massive. Gonna, it I is. I know the number of people involved that are actually going through what you're going through and just not knowing. It. Well, I, um, I actually started a women's group for women experiencers. And it's because I see cl clients come to me now, like I'm a magnet for that because you know, you have to, if you're, if you're struggling with this, you've got to go to somebody else who knows what you're talking about. Otherwise, you know, forget it. Um, but it's more and more and more people like just corroborating what you said. Exactly. Like now is the window where people are, are waking up and clearing this stuff out. And it means remembering. It really remains, means like bringing it out of the shadow. Like I've said, you know, it's, yeah. it's gotta be rectified. So Good point. Good point. It's ha it's ha it's happening in epic numbers. And also, what I said previously about you know the the child pornography and the trafficking and the the blackmail, all of that is is coming more and more and more into the public. And people's own experiences are coming up around that. Or yeah. you know, there there there's more of a reconciliation and a clearing. I think of the shadow material. And this is this. It's not pretty, but like this is. You know what I talked about in our last episode is is that that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, you know I don't even know why this just popped into my head, but something you talked about in the first episode, the 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 right eye left eye training or programming they did that made me think of something. If they can use it for negative, you can also do that to heal. And yeah. and I know this a friend of mine. They have. A, their son was a problem child in school. Okay. They, the doctor said he needed, he had ADHD, ADD, whatever, put him on Ritalin, this and that. And they're like, no, when they didn't, they don't want to medicate their children. So they found what they call a brain balance program. And this program they put him into, they literally put a patch over one eye. They make him do experiments and exercise and everything with, with one eye for like a week or two. And then they switch eyes. And at the same time, they put him on like this high vibe diet. Within two weeks, he was the best, well, most well-behaved student in the class. His grades flipped. He changed huh. entirely at home. He was no longer this wild kid anymore. It was a pricey program. But if it means actually curing the problem instead of just masking yeah. his drugs. I just I only mention that for people listening uh, because... Uh, I think that's something that's relevant. If they can program you that way, you can probably deprogram yourself. Totally. Well, and there's, um, what is it, EMDR that works with alternate eye? You know, you follow right, yeah. left, right, left. It's for a lot of times people use it to um, be healed from PTSD and panic. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, yeah, the alternate eye, because if you think about what the hemispheres of our brain are also just by being trained in the matrix and conditioned here on this planet our right brain is really 
not on board very much. And our left brain is like doing everything. And we both mostly live from the neck up, like up here somewhere in our conceptual thinking linear mind. So it's interesting about that, like when we bring more balance and what happens to our our own internal rhythm and our wellness, it really mm -hmm. shifts. I mean, we've been, we know this, I mean, we've been purposely led away from developing that, the right side of the brain. Just stay over here, everything's copacetic. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, what's funny is you don't hear that type of program being widely advertised. Mm. How many people out there know about the brain balance program for your child? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I didn't know about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I only know because I heard from somebody, but I don't see, you don't see commercials or billboards or, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, we're covering a lot. That's very cool. I mean, it's good when we can bring it around to, um, you know, wellness modalities and things like that, like the, the lighter side too. Um, I hope that helps people can maybe understand, you know, their own journeys or, you know, if you're sorting out your own experiences with all of this, like, you know, more and more people are that maybe this is useful. So um, I'm trying to think what we've, what have I left out of the equation of the other, did you guys have any other questions about things I've mentioned so far? Oh, you got any questions, Aaron? Oh man. I'll, re I'll leave that one up to you. I, I had some uh, stuff written down, but honestly, I think we covered almost all of it. I, I just, were there any like recent, is there new memories coming back that you really haven't discussed yet? Or, you know, anything? Uh, mostly about um, just more, there's, it's a little, a little bit flashbacky these days about Mars and battle, a lot of battle stuff coming back that I, I've touched on, I've touched on some of that. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you eat in the programs? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I know. And people have asked me this before and I'm like, what were you wearing? What were you eating? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you know, I know in a, uh, in, in Montauk, we were, I mean, yeah, that's another thing, but off world, um, I don't actually remember. I don't remember what I ate last week. So don't worry. I know. I'm like, I don't know. You guys remember all this really detailed stuff. And I think over time, like, you know, more things reveal, but we tend to remember really high or really low experiences. I think first, like the big bangs, you know, yeah. not like what kind of shoes did I have on? I don't yeah. know what I had first shoes on. I just know my clone was dying. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Thanks for asking though. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's very humbling actually to do interviews where I'm just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You guys had, replicators right do, do you remember that i don't remember going up to a replicator but you know i've heard that that's what what the fair is you know um i think at some point there's less like when i was really um cloned and and you know fully weaponized and like for example being owned by the draco um you're less you're more machine than anything and it's not i don't think your requirements are the same for food um, or sleep or any of the normal biological functions are not quite the same. Mm, so um, it's totally different. I mean, and that's one we, reason I think that that's appealing to them. You don't have to maintain it, this machine in, in the same way as you do a biological soldier. <clears throat> yeah. Whenever you, uh, so going all the way back from when you were taken from earth to the moon, you, do you, 
what base do you have any idea of what base you were at here on earth did you say that already it was it always felt i didn't say it and it always just felt like a bus stop like a like a like we could say a jump cape but i don't know where it was because again it's like all these underground facilities are like all intertwined first of all well yeah they're intertwined and you never it's not like you see a sign in your memory saying you're here and i never you know, I can guess at things, but I never do that here. Like I want to know, or just say, I don't, if I don't know for sure, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't actually know. But did it seem to be like some type of train, like a maglev train that you buckled into and it took off? Yeah. That- it seemed okay. like, I know I was being strapped in. I remember this repeatedly. Oh, here we go. Here we go for our nightly ride. Yeah, definitely like that. And it wasn't, I don't know that it was a full on base. It just seemed more like a gate. You know, like this, like you go out to the bus stop and sure. get on the thing and just go. So it wasn't complicated. Uh, it was very, it almost felt routine. Like, okay, I'm going to work at my, you know, the food court at the mall or, you know, it's like, here we go again. But I don't, I wish I could tell you that and maybe that will open up, but um, not sure. Yeah. Well, this is, this has been incredible. Uh, you're, you do a cat Akashic readings or. I do. I work in the Akashic Records. So yeah. And that's been an ally. My site has been very helpful to me in unpacking some of this, you know, so anyway, go ahead. I do. I, I'm so grateful that, you know, I have at the, you know, coming for a circle here in my life, the capacity to have the psychic gifts back in my life. Um, it's funny because, you know, you'd think with all of my gifts, why can't I just march in there and get all the answers? But it's because of my own fear. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong for myself. Like I can read for clients all day long. They're very happy. But when it comes to my own experience, I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Anyway, <laughs> just a tangent. Um, I do do readings. Yes. Yeah. That Well, I, you can't, you kind of answered my next question, but it, it's interesting that we, that there's that fear and we put up that block uh, that we don't we don't want to know certain things. That's why even here on Earth, just seeing a psychic or so, that's why people are afraid of it. They don't ask the question because they're afraid of the answer. And, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have clients who come to see me because they're starting to unpack their story and they need some help and support for that. And they come one time and we dive in and it's. You know, I see this over and over again with my people I work with. There's some that will continue to come and many that do, but some that are not. It's just you have to be ready. You have to be ready to like have your world blown apart in some ways because it's like you're going to have to restructure what you thought about how this world works. Can you give us any more visuals of that beautiful Planet X that Whenever you were explaining that, you kind of had me captivated. Like, but you you just got into the feeling. But do you remember anything you actually saw? Like, can you? Is there anything you can describe? Oh God! Well, I I, rem- I remember just a lot of space and just this feeling of, um, I, it, not visual like the. I mean, because when you're you're out there in deep space, I mean, I'm at, the planet X is out there, but it's it's I'm not right on the surface, oh, like okay. you you know, like being up on a plane in the, in the sky here, but just the blue glow of the planet. And then this, it was more of this atmospheric vibration that I could feel and sense and live in happily forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the depths of space like that. And I was also at that time, I was also, while I was patrolling, I was also, um, 
interfacing with a satellite that they had that was roving around actually the edges of the solar system and frequentially, I mean, or, or at different um, times, we would take a, I would take a snapshot and I could see other places in the solar system, like heading out, like a way, not toward the center, but like, it was their way of, it was their surveillance, you know, and I was interfacing with that, but that was also different snapshots of, I don't even know how to describe it, just different colored um, fields and things that I would see. Of course, we were looking for <clears throat> enemy, I suppose, mm -hmm. you know, of course, it was a defense and, and uh, sort of um, tactic, but. Um, where does where does Pluto come into play out there? Um, was there any activity around Pluto that you remember? I don't know. I don't know about Pluto. Um, as far as I knew, uh, I don't know much about things going on there. Yeah. You froze up. Small. You froze up. Froze. You froze up for just a second. Uh, so just re-explain. You, you said you don't know much. Yeah, about I just don't. I don't. I wasn't on Pluto, so I don't have any. Um, but do you ever I don't know? Did you remember seeing it ever, like flying by it or anything? I don't. No, I don't remember. Yeah, because we. I mean, it's. I think we're quite a ways yet from Pluto. I don't know if we'd be able to visually see sure. it from there just, just i was just curious yeah, but it's a good it's an interesting question um it's so it's like debris and stuff and um a lot of um there is stuff out there for sure there's stuff out there um <clears throat> but i remember a lot of uh a lot of space and maybe yeah. that's because it was toward the end of my service and that's what my mind wants me to know about was the take something pleasant with you take something good with you, you know, I don't know. I can tell you that the, I mean, on that similar note of, you know, you're talking about like you caught, caught some sense of that vibration. I can tell you the light alliance ship is like, wow. You know, the, I talked about the galactic yeah. confederation ship that they picked me up with my mate Tiran, who is from Procyon. Um, that ship is like a, um, the technology, it, I mean, you talk about portal technology, you know, they don't need the ship for all of their missions. A lot of times they're using the ship as protection in this atmosphere because it's very dense for them. They can't hang out for that long, you know, yeah. without their craft. But there's, it's a living world inside that ship. I mean, it's forests and water and almost like you're not not normally like what you would think of a, a craft being. Oh, it's I've like a that. living, it's oh. a, have you? It's, it's a living. Alex Collier talks about that. He says that. Yeah. Um, Andromeda and a lot of their ships are like, you can, it's like a whole world in and of itself. And a lot of beings are born and die in that ship and they live mm -hmm. out their whole life there. And he said, yeah. like, you would never even know you're on a ship if you were on it. It just looks, you'd think you're on a planet. It's very, very yeah. true. I mean, it's such a different, um, it's such a different vibe, you know, it's mm -hmm. very, and you could go, you know, it depends on the nature of their mission. If it's a 3D, 4D mission, they're going to have the ship with them. But, but of course, you can travel. You know, they're multiple upper dimensionals. And we had gates that seemed to go into inner Earth through, um, portal in the ship, which I think we did often there. You know, I have very vivid memories of inner Earth. Oh, man, you, you know? left that whole part of the story out. <laughs> <laughs> 
inner earth. Yeah, inner earth. That's the best part. The inner earth thing. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. So just to to make that point that you know there's that kind of frequency or vibration is also there's a you know bit of an analog of that high level um, light for sure on that ship, and I'm I'm grateful for that experience too, of um, you know trying to find the, the the light parts to offset some of this this yeah. darkness. So there's a little more balance, but yeah, um, the tech was the technology. We wouldn't even think about, you know, when we think of tech, we think of a lot of um, pieces and parts, but this is also uh, streamlined, you know, in a way, you know, there's, there's a fractal of that mothership that I often feel around me. So almost like a teardrop field of plasma that I feel like I'm sitting in a terrarium. Mm. <laughs> like it's a living and it's living there's a consciousness to it and that's what i find so beautiful what if we are taking back our materialist view of a static and dead world material world and we begin again to see that the everything is living everything has consciousness and we are a piece and part of that you know it makes me think that our own technological capacity as a as a human is somewhat limited by our training and what we think we are and are not able to do. Like if I think I can move something with my mind over time, that might be co-created there. You might unlock that skill for psychokinetic capacity. So anyway, just. I I think you're 100% dead on with as Mm -hmm. far as our potential, what we're capable of. I mean, that's really our mission, you know, come here and tap into your true potential. And and obviously the healing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me uh, share on the light ship. It's um, <clears throat> definitely a happy place and a very um, well, almost like a, a thing that it lives beyond space and time for me in my memories. Sure. So, so yeah. do, you, um, do you have any memories from inner Earth or where you were in Earth or what it looks like there? It oh, inner Earth is. Yeah. Oh, big beaming smile. Yes. Inner <laughs> Earth is really remarkable. Um, every time I've been taken there, it, I mean, it, it is a p- kind of paradise that I have seen. Um, I know, I know somehow the moon lab had gotten their hands on some of the creatures. The, there's a lot of animal life that I've never seen in a lot of um, sort of different species that we've never seen on topside Earth very beautiful and all very conscious um the consciousness of of the beings and the birds and the all the creatures is really remarkable in the waters there the, i mean the land just feels so pure um and the, i did you know i have seen it brought me to tears when i first saw crystal city like you cannot believe the light it's a different kind of light than we have on the surface of earth, but it's almost like an inner glow that things, you know, when we live in a world that is that kind of high vibration, you Mm. feel the light, you see the light and it's different. Mm. So um, it's, it's, you know, different species that I've seen down there. um, Varieties of, there was a variety of, of, of bird being that stood on its legs. Um, that I have interacted with down there. <clears throat> and I have a, um, a guide who's a, a, a giant, um, 
who's taught me a lot about the tunnel systems on the planet going way, way back, um, really almost primordial times, but very high-tech advanced at yeah. the same time. And he had taken me on a journey into inner earth. His name is Amanara, and he comes from the Caucasus Mountains, but there's tunnel systems going down in, like they had put uh, a lot of... Um, I want to say technological gates, so it couldn't be accessed by the wrong people in, in place, put, put these sort of holds on um, the access points as humanity was getting darker. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> a lot to all of that. We're kind of off off of SSP in some ways uh, now. But... You know what? It's okay, though, because totally that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm sitting there with a smile listening to you describe Inner Earth. Because every time I've heard it described, even I've read the book, The Smoky God, I don't know if uh, people have read that book, but mm. when they describe it in that book, it's just, it just so magnificent. And it's just like, man, I would love to see it, you know? Yeah, well, it has, um, to me, some of the Lemurian, what we, some of the Lemurian light codes were preserved in inner earth and the beings there. Is my impression, and there's a there's a there's a signature that is somewhat similar to what I've seen in in Lemuria. Um, that is, it, there's a almost an echo, and I can see how that that would make sense if they were <clears throat> saving, you know, some of the information and the, and the ancient knowing, ancient future knowing. I would call mm -hmm. it yeah. in inner Earth. So anyway, um, yeah. All right. I'll tell you that. Yeah, this is uh, incredible. Uh, I guess we'll start wrapping it up. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we've been going a long time. I guess we've been going a yeah. while here. <clears throat> thank, thank you for uh, everything you do, you're doing right now. Thank you for coming forward, being brave, speaking about this. Um, I know a lot of people really appreciate your bravery, and um, we appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So Absolutely. remind people once again where they can find you and... And yeah, my, yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, well, my website is RebeccaRoseBarfoot.com and you can order um, sessions there. What if you want to work one on one with me and get a reading or do some inner child work, which can help unlock things and heal things for you um, or galactic attunement or uh, light healing. You can hang out with me on a session. And I'm like I said, I also have started that women's group um, for experiencers. Uh, and if you've experienced anything we've been talking about today and you're looking for support, you can connect with me on the website. And also I go deeper into everything I've talked about. I go into to deeper levels on my own uh, YouTube channel. And I think that's linked below. <clears throat> so if you want more to the the uh, inside story and, and I've talked about a lot here, but I um, on the channel, there's a little more information for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah thank, guys. Thank you. Make yes. sure you support her. Check her, uh, check out her channel. And I am, I will for one be reaching out to you as for the inner child work. I, uh, I, I think that's, that's something that's been coming up. It's been getting slammed in my face, something I need to address. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I will right. definitely be reaching out to you about that. Um, one more time, guys, just really quick. Um, again, thank you for the support. Thank you guys for the donations. Thank you for all the kind comments. Uh, it's really beautiful to get that type of acknowledgement during such what seems like a dark time, even though it's not. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful transition that we're going through. I uh, just wanted to thank you all once again for that. Don't forget, uh, promo code TRUTH, all caps, gives you 10% off the Omnia Balancer. 
Promo code JTT15 gets you 15% off Hopewell Farm CBD products, which are amazing. Which I, the best CBD, in my I, opinion. I highly recommend it. Um, and, and that does stack with the uh, free shipping over $200 or more. And it's easy to spend over $200 on that website because this stuff is incredible. Yeah. And then um, obviously 20% off all Teespring merchandise with uh, promo code Sleepy Joe. Hopefully he'll be asleep forever after this <laughs> so um i guess that's it oh and one more thing the starseed adventures conference in Cocoa beach florida in march march 12th through the 14th 16th something like that i'll get those dates yeah. right anyway uh grab yourself a ticket come hang out with us on the beach we're going to have our experiences lounge set up we're going to be interviewing some people getting some testimonies maybe doing some podcasts we don't really know, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great time. Tickets are extremely limited, so make sure you grab yourself one, and that link is below as well. Uh, that being said, thank you once again, Rebecca, for everything. This was thank amazing. Thank you guys. This is yeah. amazing. We love you. We love all you guys listening. And until next time, have a great night.